0: Welcome to the Warehouse Cinemas podcast. We are a new movie theater company that likes to think outside the box office. Each episode, we'll be highlighting interviews and updates from the development of our flagship location in Frederick, Maryland. If you're a movie buff, a foodie, an entrepreneur, or just a cheerleader for all things local, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Melody, so let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to the Warehouse Cinemas podcast. We have a treat for you today. If you are anything like me, you love to plan a good party or plan a fun weekend out of town. And um, as we're planning to open Warehouse Cinemas in early summer, you know, maybe you're, you're a listener and you're from out of town. You're not in the Frederick area. You want to come check out this new Warehouse Cinemas. Take a look at the Skyview technology Um, We'd love to have you at our grand opening. So maybe you want to grab a hotel, make a whole weekend of it. So we thought, uh, who better to talk to than our resident expert, John Fiesler, the executive director of Visit Frederick. So welcome, John. Thanks for joining us on the podcast.
1: Thank you, Melody. My pleasure.
0: Absolutely. We appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. So, I mean, first of all, you know, not a lot of us are involved in the tourism industry. Can you talk a little bit about, Visit Frederick. You know, what, what's its function? What's its role? What does it do to kind of, uh, you know, spur, help, help people that are, you know, looking for something fun to do on the weekend?
1: Sure. Well, our organization, which is technically the Tourism Council of Frederick County Incorporated, uh, we go by Visit Frederick, uh, but we spun off of the Chamber of Commerce of Frederick County back in 1976. Okay. So prior to that, there had been a tourism committee at the chamber, But 1976 was the national bicentennial and Frederick, like lots of other communities, was kind of sprucing up and taking pride in its role in the nation's history. And that committee decided there ought to be a separate organization uh, designed basically to focus on that, bringing visitors in from other areas. And so we were set up much the same way as the chamber. Um, It's a 501c6 nonprofit organization organization. Uh, So we have members, um, but we're also an early example of a public-private partnership. So we've had support from the City of Frederick and other municipalities, as well as Frederick County government, uh, uh, ever since day one. And the job, um, although it's more eloquently stated, it's basically Mm -hmm. to get people to come here from other places, spend their money, and go home. (laughs) Um, So, you know, that, that that way the whole community benefits from that spending and we don't have to build schools for their kids or build roads out to their house or any of that. So that's the benefit of tourism.
0: I like it short and sweet and to the point.
1: Yeah.
0: No, I'm, I'm curious, how did you personally get involved in this industry?
1: Well, I actually came to Frederick uh, just over 40 years ago to work in radio. I worked at a couple of different uh, Frederick radio stations for about 18 years And, you know, the local stations were very involved in things in the community, lots of different organizations, committees, boards, etc. And I had actually been asked to be on the uh, tourism board uh, probably the last six years I worked in radio. Um, I was a board member and eventually became president of the board, uh, but had been involved in their marketing committee and things like that. Again, uh, as I said, we were involved in lots of different activities Um, A lot of overlap because some of the same events that local media would be promoting to local residents are the same things that tourism is promoting as, you know, great reasons to visit from other places. Um, And so that was how I got on the board. And after I'd been there a while and the executive director position opened up, um, some of the other board members asked me if I was interested. And to be honest, I wasn't really looking then. But after about five or six of them said something, I thought I should think about this, <laughs> and I'm and I'm glad I listened to them because uh, that was 22 years ago. Wow!
0: All you the know. stars were pointing pointing towards you taking that seat. Well, I imagine as a as a radio, you know, uh, professional, you have a front row seat to all of the, you know, the great events, the great retail restaurants, you know, anything that's happening, you know, typically comes through in the form of a radio ad of some kind. So you really probably already had a good grasp on. What was exciting about the area?
1: You know, one of the things that struck me when I started the job at Tourism, because, you know, back then um, when we were doing it, we literally had three by five index cards that were typed up with community announcements.
0: Oh, my goodness. You know,
1: so you would talk about, um, you know, the festival, the arts is going to be happening this weekend, blah, blah, blah. And and, um, it wasn't until I started doing this job and traveling around to other parts of the state that I realized just how fortunate we are. I mean, mm-hmm. you really have to go to the biggest um, cities in the state to find anywhere near the number of special events that we have here in this community. Um, but but you're right. I was I was familiar with a lot of them. I was involved with uh, the city special events when they first got started, the first in the street, the first 4th of July, et cetera. And so uh, in some ways, I go to some of the same meetings now as I used to. It's just I wear a different hat. Right,
0: right. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. I didn't think about the volume of events that Frederick hosts. I mean, there's, when you go to any community calendar, there's just always something happening weekday, weekends, there's, you know, activities, festivals, you know, brewery tours, all kinds of things. So, I mean, for you, what what maybe excites you the most about this job or what are some of the things that you really feel like are special about the area?
1: Well, I think it really comes down to the, the people we have, to be honest, what I love about the job is that it's pretty much, um, you know, bragging about what other people do. It's like somebody bragging about their <laughs> kids or their grandkids. Yeah. Um, and really, from one end of the county to the other, the people that volunteer to make uh, museums come alive or that put on the festivals that attract um, not only their own residents but visitors to their communities. You know, our job is is really a marketing entity. You have to have somebody else creating the product. Right. Um, for it to work, and so we're we're blessed to really just have a great product to promote. And in as long as I've been here, um, it still feels like we've barely scratched the surface. There are so many great aspects of, of this area.
0: Hmm. I love I love that attitude and perspective that you're bragging on what other people are doing. That definitely makes it a lot of fun. And and we you know at Warehouse Cinemas we kind of share that same mindset we just want to brag on the local area that we're about to you know launch into we want to you know share the fun and exciting things that are happening especially around you know the time of our grand opening we're hoping it'll you know bring in a lot of tourism people that you know are looking for that interesting unique movie theater Um, so maybe what are you know what what are some things that could be Um, You know, we all know about downtown Frederick. We know about the breweries and things like that. What's maybe a best kept secret or some kind of fun, you know, thing that they've got to try or got to go see when they come to the theater and and, you know, plan a whole weekend of it? What are some fun things?
1: Well, I think that um, as people are traveling to whether it's a particular destination or to an event. Uh, what they see along the way, I think, is the pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had the phenomenon for a while. And and it's funny when you talk to people that are maybe longtime residents of this, you know, greater, say, D.C. region that haven't been to Frederick in a long time. Um, and the, the misconceptions or the old conceptions they have about the community. Uh, one of the things we saw, for instance, when Volt first opened the restaurant downtown yeah. and started to attract a lot of attention you know, we get people coming from say Howard County or from Montgomery County that all they knew of Frederick in recent decades was what they saw from interstate 70 or 270. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the experience of going to the restaurant brought them downtown and then they saw Carroll Creek Park and all the great things that were happening. Um, As the, you know, as the community has expanded, the great, you know, project you've got going on the West End, I think is going to even expand that draw. And so it's, um, I think, overcoming people's preconceptions that's that's kind of the exciting part of it
0: right yeah hey everyone just a quick interruption in our interview to share two exciting opportunities number one Warehouse Cinemas is now hiring. If you are a hardworking, positive thinking, movie loving kind of person, we want to hear from you. Just head over to warehousecinemas.com and you can see a list of open positions and apply today. Number two, if you represent a local business or organization, we want to help promote you on the big screen. We're putting together an on-screen advertising reel that'll be shown in every auditorium before every film. There's no distractions, no cell phones, no remote controls or ad-skipping in our auditoriums, so in our opinion, on-screen advertising is one of the best ways to get your message in front of a captive audience. Only a limited number of spots are available each month. So email info at warehousecinemas.com today, and we'll get you pricing and details right away. Now, back to our show. As we're recording this, we're, we're in the middle of a, a, an unfortunate you know, pandemic. Everything is kind of shut down right now. Um, what are some ways maybe that people can still support tourism or support you know, what's going on from their homes or, you know, what are some things they can do even after this pandemic restrictions lift?
1: Well, I think, you know, I love the fact that so many people have been cognizant of the fact that so many of our small businesses that are independently owned, um, you know, are hurting badly with the pandemic and, and the shutdowns. And so to the extent that they can continue to support them, whether it's carry out from the restaurants Uh, or even buying gift cards to use later. Um, You know, the local community has been very mindful of that uh, up until the point where the curbside pickup of uh, other kinds of retail was still happening. You know, people were were trying to do that. So I think that there's going to be a pent-up demand Um, and you know, whether we all start to live some new normal a phrase, that's getting used too much (laughs) these days and they, and they actually start, you know, spacing the tables at restaurants further apart or the like, you know, we're all going to have to wait and see how that plays out. But I think that, um, you know, as soon as people feel like it's safe to go out again, uh, there is going to be the desire to do that. One of the things we see, you know, through this whole episode, we've been, um, tracking all the research that's being done in the hotel industry and the travel and tourism industry and I think there are some things that bode well for frederick uh and that is the fact that people are going to be uh, more inclined to travel first to destinations they can drive to before sure. they get back uh, back on an airplane or a cruise ship right uh, and th- and they're also going to want to go to familiar destinations um, and I think that's just sort of a comfort level. Anytime we come out of some big national, you know, situation like this, and so I think those things do bode well for us. I think locals, um, you know, they already get the fact that the way you show your support is, you know, with your wallet. Uh, and everybody's going to be tired of their own home cooking and and really anxious to get out for new experiences. They've they've spent enough time uh, looking at their own. Uh, cell phone or TV at home. And so I think, you know, once Warehouse Cinemas is open, it's going to be the the perfect opportunity to get out there and, um, you know, have a great meal, enjoy some entertainment and, and also help support the uh, folks that are investing in our community.
0: Exactly. As I mentioned, you know, before the call, we're still pushing for an early summer opening, you know, fingers crossed. We're hoping, um, you know, the worst of this thing will be, be, be done by then. You know we're, we're practicing all the best you know social distancing measures but we're continuing with the construction on the project and pushing for that early summer opening so that way you know hopefully it'll be kind of a a reunion for the community where we all kind of come out of our homes and are able to enjoy and experience things together great food great entertainment you know all of the beautiful sights and sounds of frederick so looking forward to having having you and your team there whenever Whenever that final grand opening is scheduled. And
1: we are looking forward to it as well.
0: Absolutely. So uh, we, can't, we can't end the call without talking about movies. We are a, a cinema. So uh, a little bit of a speed round, John. What is your favorite movie?
1: Well, this is one that's actually been made into a movie four times. But it's the third version, the 1959 version of Ben-Hur that I think I would probably put up there.
0: All right all right so what is there like a favorite scene or you love the chariot races or
1: well the chariot races and also as i've come to learn more about the making of that movie um you know what they had to do with the movie technology of the time in some ways i have a greater appreciation for when special effects and and dramatic scenes like that were done without computer-aided you know graphics all and right
0: all.
1: and and so uh plus the fact that You know, it's based on a novel that was written by a Civil War general who uh, led the Union Army at the Battle of Monocacy, just south of Frederick.
0: Really? That's interesting. I didn't know that. that,
1: Yeah, Lou Wallace was the general there after the Civil War. I think it was about 1880 or so. He wrote the novel Ben-Hur. It would be the best-selling novel of the 19th century. And then, um, you know, multiple times in the 20th century was was made into a movie. There was a more recent version of it a couple of years ago. Roma Downey and her husband produced Mm, Um, and and it was it was good, but it wasn't, you know, the Charlton Heston version. So I I, I put one up there, uh, you know, not to mention it was done actually um, in terms of, you know, movie cinema history. Uh, it was before CinemaScope was sort of standardized, and they built mm. special cameras and special projectors um, because it was the widest widescreen movie ever made, mm. and uh, it was quite a technical production too.
0: Right, yeah. I was on a former podcast. I was talking with a member of the um, the studio community, and he, you know, he was. Um, you know talking about westerns and we were just saying how you know just impressive it was what they did without the computer animation and all the you know it was just like they went on set they made sure that the sun was at the right position and just started rolling and i think that's just a really beautiful art form and you see a lot of that in the ben-hur films for sure
1: Uh, absolutely
0: solid choice uh how about your favorite theater snack
1: Well, I think I'm enough of a traditionalist that I'm going to have to go with popcorn.
0: Yeah. Uh, Now, are you the kind that adds anything to it? Like, well, I've I've got some friends that'll dump their candy in the popcorn or add, you know, different seasoning or flavors.
1: Nope. I am good with basic, uh, you know, (laughs) doesn't need the extra butter, just whatever the way it's normally served up. Um, It's it's pretty addictive, but um, that's... Yeah, it just seems to always fit the the scene there.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Well, I've 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 had a lot of these podcasts, and almost everybody, you know, says popcorn is their go-to, and that it just doesn't taste the same when you make it at home. And right. I'm, I'm finally, I'm I agree with them wholeheartedly. We've been having a lot of movie nights at home, and I'm like, man, this pop, this microwave popcorn just doesn't cut it. I need some delivery from the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one. You may not be able to show favoritism, but um, I would love to hear what's maybe a favorite local business or spot in Frederick that, you know, as our out of town guests come in for our grand opening, what's something they got to see, got to try when they come. What's, what's the bucket list item?
1: Well, you know, for two decades, I've been dodging that question (laughs) as tourism director to pick any kind of favorite. Um, But I think if we're talking about any spot really throughout Frederick County, um, I think I would lean toward up in Emmitsburg, the National Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, you know, that's that's an unexpected find for a lot of people that are up there and people that might not think that they would ever say go to a religious site when they're on vacation or whatever, go in there. And it's palpable. I mean, you can feel that that is a special place. Mm. Uh, it tells the story of an amazing woman, uh, you know, a Frederick County resident who would be the first uh, person born in this country to be named as a saint. And uh, it's just very serene. And as I said, an amazing historical site as well and and spiritual level. I mean, and just in so many different ways, it's, it's pretty special spot. And if, if folks haven't been there, it's, it's worth the visit, no matter what their faith tradition, tradition might be.
0: Sure. Yeah. I personally haven't been, but I was, um, I saw some pictures of it on the visit Frederick website and um, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to go check that out. So maybe, when we post this episode, we can, we can link to that as well as a few other things on your site. I mean, you guys curate so many, you know, different, different ways for people to experience Frederick. So um, we'll, we'll link that in the show notes.
1: That'd be great. All
0: right, John. Well, thanks again for your time. We're looking forward to getting out and, you know, seeing everybody in person during that grand opening, but until then, you know, stay safe, stay at home. And uh, we look forward to seeing you soon.
1: We're looking forward to seeing the Warehouse Cinemas in operation. So good luck with finishing it up, Melody.
0: All right. Thanks, John.
1: Sure thing. Take care.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening in to the Warehouse Cinemas podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss our next episode. Give us a quick review in iTunes if you enjoyed the content. And if you're curious about our project, check out warehousecinemas.com for more details. Thanks, all.